Please do not put that snort this time into the podcast. <laughs> if time. I start if I start up my old podcast tomorrow and it's like my snorting noises <laughs> in the microphone, I will be furious with you. <laughs> but for sure that's oh, what it's going to be. Like I know 100% I, yeah, that, it's going to be like right me there. snorting into the microphone and laughter. <laughs> Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof now and we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. I just like to really, I could you say, Jamie, you won the debate. Like, that's like, that is music to my ears, to be completely honest. Like, those are my most favorite words ever. When people are talking to me saying, you are right. No, you were. So you, nice. You were right. So we, uh, some episodes ago, our, our, first of all, Ardbeg sent whiskey to space. And it came back down. And a bunch of episodes ago, we were like, well, I don't know what would happen. And I took the stand of like, nah, it's not going to be any different. Not really. And Jamie, you, you took the stand of like, no, it's going to be different. I think it was kind of arbitrary, to be completely honest. I'm not, I'm, I think that we just said like, you're like, I don't think. But actually, it could be argued that we were both kind of right. Yeah, well, I, I wondered about that because, all right, so the, the report came in. And if you look at the analysis of, like, you know, they have, like, they, they send it out to two different labs. And all these labs studied, like, the esters and ethanols and isobutonol and other stuff that I can't pronounce. I took chemistry university. I still can't pronounce any of these words. <laughs> you did? I did. <gasps> Um, but at any rate, um, they, they did some analysis and they, they both labs came back with the same thing. And, and there were – so the samples that went into space had a slightly different makeup, like slightly, the smidgen of a difference. Very slightly. I mean – we're Very slightly. It's like – it was a difference like inside something that really wasn't that different. And, and to be fair, this was – they were aging things in the same way – I mean – and this article, you know, the sorry, the official Arbeg report does state that this isn't a true aging experience. It's more of a simulation. But you know how some people will, like, take a, a vodka, and I've done this as well early on in my whiskey things, take a vodka and put a bunch of wood chips in there and then close it up. And they're like, hey, I'm maturing, you know, the vodka, I'm making something else. It, it's not really the right process, right? Because all you have is you have, like, these wood chips floating around and the alcohol slowly breaks down the wood and kind of re- – get some of the sugars from it and and but that's not really what uh, it doesn't really simulate proper aging in a barrel the, the proper aging in a barrel there's there's evaporation which doesn't happen in this you know sealed container um the weather fluctuations expand and contrast the wood uh, there's a lot more that's going on in there so just having wood chips in a tube which is all they really did um doesn't really mm-hmm. show anything mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. um but you would think if you took on the ground and sent some to space, they'd be the they'd be the same, but they weren't. But the differences were so small. Yeah. Well, and what I thought was really interesting about it was that, like, when they looked at it, sort of chemically, when they looked up the like the actual like congeners and the um, the esters and all that sort of stuff, they they found that for the most part they were really similar except for this one sort of piece of the key wood extractives yeah i feel like i can't speak english when i say that word i, f- I feel like it's one of those words where you say it and you're like that sounds wrong right. but um so it was like that was sort of the only 
thing that they found that was sort of a bit different. Um, they found that the, which is so basically it's the, I guess the, the compounds that are in the wood, in the oak specifically, like the maturation, that maturation usually brings about, those were the ones that were slightly different. And it was that the ones up in space just didn't age or mature like the ones on Earth did. But even within that, when they broke those down, they found that the majority didn't, but a couple of them actually did better in space. So chemically, it was kind of an interesting piece, but I get like at the end of the day, it really wasn't hugely different. But what was hugely different was when they asked human beings to do like to nose and to taste, they found huge differences. So that's really interesting to me. It is. Um, and it is also interesting that the samples had a different alcohol content, which I, I guess, you know, it makes sense, right? Absorption, da 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 da. But the, um, from space, it had, the ABV was 56%, and in the control sample, is 58.4%. Now, when they did the tasting mm-hmm. notes, they reduced it to 26%. So it was, uh, um, I guess I would say these were not tasted under the conditions that I would taste them. I'd be like, screw this. Give it to me a cast strength. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but regardless, yeah. Um, and and there's like on a you know we'll, we'll post the link to the to the art to the PDF. But like like furfural was like a big thing. Was like massively different between the two. Like what is furfural? Well, furfural some sort of chemical feedstock or something that's I guess found in wood. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was so interesting though when they were talking about. There's a video actually on the website as well where the the gentleman that the doctor that wrote this paper um, actually speaks specifically about the fact that there were some flavors that he just had never encountered before in a whiskey, which I thought was really really interesting. And I guess the whole thing, like you know, when you watch this video, is kind of fun because one of the guys is a whiskey writer and. So anyways, so the whiskey expert was basically like, yeah, so what? Basically, okay, you did this experiment, like, so what? Like, what now? Why? What's the purpose of this? And we, like, you're going to send all the whiskey to space now? Like, it didn't even come back tasting great. Like, the tasting notes are hilarious in this because it's, like, <laughs> beefy aroma. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> a beefy aroma coming off here. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure it's, you know, everyone's encountered a super steaky smelling whiskey before. I don't know. But they're kind of hilarious. Like a lot of really like super savory notes. Um, well, actually, this smoked fruits here. That's fine. But um, yeah, because- hickory smoked ham, antiseptic <laughs> lozenge, rubbery smoke. All of these don't sound like super appealing to me. So maybe space makes whiskey taste terrible. Well, I mean, they sent out, you know, unaged whiskey, right? So it's like, oh, it's straight right. from the still and now taste it. There you go. I thought it was really interesting that people really got that it was Ardbeg in, on the, the earthbound, uh, the other sample, the control sample, how... People were like, oh, yeah, we recognize this as our bag. Really? Even though it's just wood chips? And, like, just, like, to your point, it's, wow. Yeah. That's impressive, I guess. Like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe there is something to putting wood chips in new make. Maybe you maybe mark your experiment of putting like hickory inside your vodka just did not work out for you maybe maybe it was um yeah well i mean you know i don't think i don't think it matters too much in the grand scheme of things um because it's you know you're you're we're comparing a very short aging process maturation process versus like years and years in barrels um but i think the flavors without that evaporation without that oxidization you are gonna um the whole idea behind oxidization during uh, barrel maturation is that it removes some of those um, it removes some of the flavors we don't like so um, oxidization actually helps a lot with making with calming the whiskey and making it taste better so the first thing happens is there's a lot of flavor that gets extracted from the wood but some of those flavors aren't very nice I and mean, you can imagine like you've got like you know white oak and you bite into it you're, you're a it's going to hurt your teeth b it's not going to taste very good um, when you're extracting all these flavors um, there's some bad flavors and Funny enough, oxidization just kind of takes care of that. They, they remove a lot of the bad flavors from the whiskey. So that never happened in this uh, in these samples. So I, I can understand why they're like, oh, well, of course, this, this oh. didn't taste very good. So is, I don't know. Do we? Does anyone actually win in this? Well, I, I think I like, think by the strictest rules, I'm, I'm definitely giving you the win because um, yes. there were differences in um, a that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I roll my eyes a little bit at the tasting notes because I'm like, uh, you know. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I kind of buy those, but I mean there there were chemical differences. There were you know less alcohol. Um, there were differences in them, um, and I think when we talked about this, I said, well maybe, you know maybe if you send out wood chips to space, they'll bounce around enough that they'll get you know they'll get see a little bit more damage, so that when you because they they didn't start the aging processes until it reached space, so they broke these, right. um, the seal that broke the let the whiskey and the wood mingle. Um, Mingle, that's a great word. <laughs> so anyway, the whis- a great word. whiskey and, and the wood mingled. And so they, they made friends. And, and um, so, but the other part of it, there was no gravity, right? So these wood chips are just kind of floating around, bouncing around. So, you know, it's not unlike putting whiskey on a boat where you're, you're kind of have that barrel of wood and, you know, boats bouncing around and, and causing a lot of... Without sort of the like outside influence. like Yes, right. Exactly. Without the sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Right. There's no. Yeah. Not, not the same thing. But yeah. But you're, you're good. That's a good point. It's not the same thing. Um, but it's kind of that whole movement. And so if you were to take a a bottle and and put wood chips in it and then slowly vibrate vibrate that bottle, maybe there would be a difference. You know what? I think I've got an idea. This is totally spontaneous oh idea. But what if we did an experiment? We'll take some uh, white dog. We'll like buy I don't know Buffalo Trace white dog or something, mm-hmm. and we'll get some wood chips. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be in Kentucky, so we're going to have lots of access to wood chips. Yes. And I'm going to put one bottle in um, and just leave it in my shelf kind of in the back. And another okay. bottle on top of my speakers. Like just a bottle on top oh. of my speaker. Because the speaker is going like to it. vibrate. Or maybe, yeah, I, think, I yep. think as far as my home, I think that's probably the one thing that I know will vibrate quite nicely. So I'll have the speaker vibrating and I'll have the white dog just kind of laying in the corner. And we'll see if there's like after like oh well, i guess after years uh we'll see after <laughs> we'll taste along the way how about that because i'm impatient we'll taste along the way <laughs> i'm sure nicole is gonna love having that whiskey sitting out in the public view for a year well i, I need it i know i was gonna say i need an experiment i haven't been uh, i don't have an active experiment right now my last one the uh, wood chips and vodka got poured out so i need a new experiment so that's what i'm gonna do um <laughs> 
And oh, actually, I also uh, experimented with barrels. So I, I guess I guess I continually experiment, but I need a new one. So I guess so. So this is going to be it. Wow. So I'm going to do. This is not going to be as fancy as sending something out into space. I understand. It sure isn't. It's. But I like your I like your gumption. Yeah, I'm gonna put on top of speaker and see if the gentle vibrations will make a difference. I might even walk or, by. Or you know what? Actually, by, you know? yeah. You know what's you know what we could do too. Um, I have like an air conditioning unit, oh. and like that's also like the heating unit, and it's right next to a window. And we could also do it. We could we could probably put one there and see if like the light or that sort of thing has anything to do. With it. I mean, you can put it on your like on your speaker next to a window too i guess but we could do it in a couple different I like circumstances yeah, yeah yeah oh my gosh and then we could <laughs> uh-huh. i feel like i'm like back in high school like i'm like at the science fair and i just want like an a plus so bad <laughs> and then we could do one of those like cardboard things where you're like yeah we can do like a whole actual experiment and then we could produce a paper mm-hmm. and uh get an a plus and a couple gold stars that's what it's all about I, really i like this idea i think we're gonna we could produce a pdf and we'll have tasting notes and it'd be like well this tasted terrible and this tasted terrible as well <laughs> but i got more hickory on this one i don't know yes that's what we're gonna do i think it'll be great yeah let's do it all right that's that'll happened. be great amazing that's awesome we will publish our findings on whiskey.buzz whiskey.buzz does it pronounce whiskey.buzz or whiskey.buzz i don't know I don't know. Oh, or, or are we going back to two weeks ago when you said Wasky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good and times. And I snorted right into the microphone, which is super ladylike of me, by the way. You did. You I snorted and it. you swore, and then you kept going on, and I, I just know. kept that playing, and the music faded away. My, my favorite oh, outro, outro. My all favorite all outro of all time now. Uh, <laughs> I try. Yeah, so we started a new website. We did. Um, did. In the podcast. Mark did all the work, though. <laughs> As always. No. <laughs> oh. You're not wrong. <laughs> I know. Oh, man, I definitely get the good end of this deal. Um, All the deals, mostly. But uh, <laughs> but we host, so it's on the same, uh, it's, uh, we well, we kind of, we didn't really move anything because I just flipped what I had, markbylock.com, into whiskey.buzz. But theoretically, it's hosted in a new location, so the podcast is uh, being hosted on there as well. And um, we've got some articles up, and it's good. I think it's great. I think it's going to be a super fun place to put lots of information. And uh, I just did a little piece on like uh, whiskey Instagrammers. That's fun. And I think I, I like that sort of like light and sort of easy whiskey information. It doesn't the website looks great. You've done a fantastic job. And it's it. It looks like a place that you could go like every day and learn something new and it's like it's not super heavy and like super serious and like people aren't like well nobody's yelling in the comments yet i'm sure that's gonna come but actually no no comments allowed <laughs> oh i i think i'm i'm always i i'm always tempted to turn no, you're, comments. You're, i don't you're, i don't like i i don't know comments are a whole other thing but yeah they're a whole other thing. I mean, we, I could go on for like eons about how much I hate comments on. I, you just should never read the comments. It's, they're horrible sometimes. Um, but I think this is like, um, I think it's going to be such a great space for people to like just daily check their whiskey info. 
Yeah, and we're we're ramping up. So September is definitely like a te- I mean I shouldn't say test, but like a beta month for us because we're uh, we're definitely ramping up on content. We uh, you know I never wrote too often on markbio.com. I try to get an article out once a month, once a week rather. But I've been saving up some articles uh, for this project, so I've got some in the queue uh, to go out. And the whole idea is that you know we'll we'll be posting a lot more and you know things like when we're going to Kentucky next week. Well, that'll, there'll be some information there, and we'll be getting content for the website that way. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be like you and me mashing the keyboard yeah. in Kentucky. We'll be like, yeah, Kentucky is so much fun. <laughs> I somehow, I know you don't smoke, but I, I picture you with a, with a smoke in your mouth. Going, oh, I have an ashtray and ashes all over and just, oh. Writing. Well, I'm a, I'm a writer now, so I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a hobby I'm supposed to pick up or something. I don't know. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I already got the whiskey drinking down pat. Like I'm super good at that so far. So <laughs> the next logical step. Absolutely, and we've got we've got other other folks uh, that are planning to write as well. So we're uh, we're bringing people. And if you're you know if you're listening to this and you're interested, I'm, I'm especially interested in like uh, local content. So if you live in an interesting city, um, well, I guess everybody's city is interesting. But you know what I mean. If you live if you live in an interesting city, um, definitely uh, let us know. And you know I'd like to get some content from New York and LA and so on and so forth. Kind of get an idea of what the vibe is because we you know with having guests on the podcast everybody lives somewhere else and we learn oh los angeles has a really cool club scene like they have they have a cool club scene as well but a whiskey club scene um mm-hmm. and they uh, and so it's, it's interesting to hear everybody's experiences around whiskey and what they enjoy in their city no it's great it's so much fun it's uh i'm so excited that i'm uh, i get to write for for you and for this awesome website yeah i wrote a little bit on art bag uh, today and so man trying to translate some of that I was reading it out loud in my apartment saying like what does that mean okay hold on Jamie read that again <laughs> and I would just like read it and it was like a more detailed investigation these compounds along with phenolic compounds was carried out on our behalf and I was like reading paragraphs and I was like okay what does that mean I think what they're trying to say is this Oh, I mean, this is a, such a deep topic um, the, of how whiskey matures and what what really goes on, and really not not everybody knows. Um, but I like I liked your I liked the way you, you didn't use the same thing everybody else did in every other article in the title. Whiskey from space tastes different. You were like, essentially, it's the same. And then yeah. you're and then you were yeah. like, ah, the tasting notes were different, but essentially, the tasting notes uh, are different. Yeah. But when aren't tasting notes different? It's really hard to get people like, okay, I know we're going back to this art bag thing, but I I also shared when I first read the the report, I was like, "Mm, I, the tasting notes are so tricky for me. They're so, they can be so, like, we've talked about this so many times. Context has so much to do with it. And um you know like every person's gonna have kind of a different idea and it's really hard to compare tasting notes like it's really hard and like I know people do it and like people do it you know when they come to my whiskey club and you know we talk about these things but I always say like don't get so caught up in the tasting notes because that's not actually a really good way of comparing things well I guess that means that our our um our little um which i'm gonna call it i can't think right now it's 6 p.m it's like so close to my bedtime um our experiment is um gonna be basically based on tasting notes so yeah 
really talking myself into a corner. No, <laughs> no. But our, our experiment's a total mock experiment. It's it's more of a we're more mocking. It's a total this. mockery. It's a mockery. It's it's it's, it's absolutely well. Yeah, they they really try with these tasting notes. Like you can tell, intense and rad with notes of antiseptic, smoke, yes. rubber, yes. smoked fish, and a curious Oof. perfumed note, like cassis yeah. or violet. What's a cassis? Oh. Um, powerfully wooden. I mean, they go on. I mean, and they're both completely, yeah, completely different, but it's they have like the same. Intense. Like they're smoky, and there's something like weird about them. And later on, it's like hickory smoked ham, uh, which is just another way of saying it's smoked and woody, and it's a little. It's 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 fatty. Yeah. It's oily, right? I mean, these, oily. Yeah. You know, you can kind of like like when I was writing the book, I was I was really moving tasting notes down to their a lot of the times to their base. So like. Yeah, meaty means fatty, right? It means which generally means yep. oily. So you can kind of like always like bring it down to very base, uh, base tasting notes, which is not what they did. Um, and and you're right, our our experiment's going to be about the same. We'll we'll make fancy notes. We'll uh we'll have a blind. I'm going to make the fanciest notes you've ever seen. It's going to be the craziest tasting notes ever. They're going to be so highly descriptive. But I mean, you know, we we we're we're going to try our best. It's going to be hilarious. Um, and like I said, it's. it's posted on whiskey.buzz by dr jamie johnson and dr mark bylock yeah all the doctors in the world would be really mad if we just called ourselves that i don't i yeah i'm just gonna say that's nothing think we're allowed no not allowed dr dre does it why I, I can't guess, i but you know every time somebody uses the word doctor or expert or i don't know whatever else and people get people get very mad shape. people get very mad you gotta you gotta avoid certain words in life um i know like engineer for a while i was uh i was you know early in my it career as a networking engineer and that was like an official title like the companies bestowed mm-hmm. this on me you've passed all these exams you're now a networking engineer and then like within three years they just like said no well you can Yikes. use that name but you don't have an engineering degree and engineers right. got mad that worked for the company so we're just gonna say no to that i'm like okay wow all right sure yeah people get very Whatever. sensitive about that it's all right it's it's all That's good it's fine i understand i get it i get it it takes a long time i get i get it i get it essentially i get it essentially yes. yes. i could argue it i could <laughs> argue it but like i get it <laughs> well what couldn't i argue arguing so much fun um maybe (laughs) maybe we should talk a little bit about what we're drinking today since i'm almost finished you're almost done well all right i'm almost done but i i poured like half an ounce how oh well you know this is this is the weirdest thing this is the first time we've recorded the podcast at a reasonable drinking time it's like after 6 p.m (laughs) I know. It's so weird. And there I am being like, I'm going to be responsible with this pour, which is a weird thing because at 2 p.m. I'm like, load it up, fill it to the brim. At 11 a.m., load it up. 11 a.m. Okay, we did one at like 11 a.m. Well, I think it was earlier than that. And that one was a bit rough around the edges. I had to take a nap. We drank cast strength all morning. It was all cast strength. And it was... And then we had burgers and Jamie had a nap, I think is how it was. And I had a nap. Yeah, Yeah, I did. That was not my finest hour. But it was so much fun and made for a great podcast. It was a great podcast, though. So I'm drinking. I don't know what that says. I, I don't know. I'm drinking the uh, Monkey Shoulder Batch 27. It's smooth and rich, blended malt scotch whiskey. Now, I like this. So I. Wait, I, did you just say smooth? I did say smooth. Oh, I am almost done my smooth article about complaining about smooth. But yes, it actually says smooth on the bottle. That is the tagline. Um, ah. You know. I, early on, Jamie, we talked about um, we talked about how 
uh, nobody's making like kind of a blended single malt, uh, single malt scotch. Sorry, a blended, uh, a blended uh, malt scotch, which means it's 100% malted barley, but it's, oh, but it's from a bunch of different distilleries. And Monkey Shoulder is actually that. It's from at least three different distilleries. So they are doing it. They were. I was like, ah, it doesn't really make sense because marketing and single malt scotch means a lot. And then the single and single malt scotch means one distillery. So if you don't have it from one distillery, you can only call it a malt whiskey. Um, and that doesn't seem as valuable in the marketing sense. We were wrong. So this is a blended malt scotch whiskey. The The fact that from, it's from Scotland and says malt means it's 100% malt, which... It's not the case in the U.S. and every you know, every country has a different rules, but uh, but the blended means it comes from different uh, distilleries, and this is owned by uh, Grants and Sons, and so they're behind Glenfiddich and Belvinie, um, and you there's definitely Glenfiddich and Belvinie and a third distillery in this bottle of whiskey. That's 100% malted barley. Yeah, the th- the third distillery is Kinnevy. Kininvi, 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 yeah. For those around, it's a blend of malted whiskeys from Glenfiddich, Balvenie, and Kininvi. And I, I, there you go. And I read somewhere that it, um, it there might be other distilleries involved as well. Um, I Got th- it. They may, they may buy other stuff because, um, and of course, Bash Twenty Seven. Uh, you know, we always talk about uh, gimmicks. Bash Twenty Seven means absolutely nothing. Um, so, some people say that it's the original. The original mixture of this had twenty seven like um, uh, 27 barrels that were used, and that's why it's called Dash oh. 27. But regardless, okay. whatever what the facts are, it's not that anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It says here that they're reportedly aged only in first fill bourbon barrels. There you go. Oh, that's good. That's what you're drinking. All there right. you go. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who? sometimes you find this stuff online. You just never know. So, um, But so what do you think? Are you happy with it? I, I'm a little happier with it now. I it's it's so it's fifty five okay. bucks. It's um, mm-hmm. when it was freshly poured, I like the bottle. You know, we talked about this before. The first pour is mm-hmm. usually the least, my least favorite part of the whiskey, with perhaps the last pour. But um, but it wasn't. It was very kind of like just obvious. It had only a few flavors. Didn't have a lot of character. It has a little bit more now. Um, I'm I'm trying to compare it to other things. Like um, it's also hard finding a hundred percent malted barley whiskey in that price range because it's fifty five dollars here in Ontario. Um, I picked out like Singleton, um, which is uh, you know the uh, the whiskey from Dufftown. Um, and Singleton's also in that same kind of price point range. And I just as a comparison point, I think like Singleton by comparison, it's also aged 12 years. Uh, so it's aged longer. Um, and it just has a little bit of more of that character and vibrancy and a little, it's a little more interesting and, and, um, and monkey shoulder is kind of like, kind of gives you those base single malt scotch flavors. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the um, there's definitely a lot of attention went to the marketing of this. This is you know like it doesn't look like a single malt Scotch bottle that I've ever seen. It's got like monkeys on it and everything else, mm-hmm. um, and so it has that kind of bourbon feel to it. It's like oh, you're drinking bourbon, but it's from Scotland. Like it has that feel to it, and the price point's kind of good. I just don't think if you're a whiskey collector, like if you like a lot of different whiskeys and you like single malt Scotch and have a lot of single malt Scotch, I don't think this would be interesting enough for you. It would just be Mm. a little too kind of dulled down um i'd love to compare it to like maybe like the glenlivet no uh no age statement whiskey because it seems to have kind of like glenlivet also tends to have that sort of like few notes not that much 
robust uh, flavor to it. Um, and who knows, maybe Grant and Sons is kind of, you know, kind of make hedging their bets there. Because um, we should actually mention, uh, related to this, is uh, Glenlivet became the number one single malt whiskey seller in the world. Um, Glenfiddich has held that title um, for oh, yeah. a, a decade or mm-hmm. more. I don't even know for how long. Uh, and Glenlivet has beaten Glenfiddich for the first time. Um, that, that's a pretty big deal. Um, and I, That's I, a huge deal. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Glenfiddich is doing a lot, you know, focusing a lot on marketing and they're going largely no weight statement on their on their on their base whiskey. Um, I don't know. Uh, so I'm a little, I guess, I don't know if disappointed is the right word. I'm, I don't understand this whiskey as much, but I think if you take it into account the price point and them, I guess, going for a different audience, it makes a little more sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Uh, I might change my mind if I only had a few whiskeys and this was 55 bucks and I'm like, hey, I'm drinking, you know, Humberson Malted Barley for 55 bucks. I might be happy with that. But for a whiskey right. collector, I can't imagine this being an outstanding whiskey in their cabinet, even for the price point. Hmm. I'm, um, I'm drinking Barter House because we're, we're sort of talking. There's like, I mean, the, right now um, there's some debate going on about Monkey Shoulder and it's one of those things when there's a new product, it's like love it or hate it. And there's a lot of chatter online about what's going on with it. And same with Barter House because it just got released here. Surprisingly enough, because I never thought we would get it here. I got yeah. a bottle when I was in the States. Of all the Orphan Barrel releases, I believe that it's the one that there's the most of. Um, so I'm not sure if we'll ever see. I mean, I, I'm not sure if we'll ever see any of the other sort of Orphan Barrels up here. But um, they just released it in Ontario for $95 a bottle um, at the LCBO, which is pricey for a bourbon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 20-year-old, which is, uh, I mean... Unless you've had it, it's hard. Right, right. Like if you'd walked into the LCBO and you saw Barter House, 20-year-old bourbon for $95, would you buy it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that would be like, even even if I didn't expect it to be good bourbon, I'd still be like, well, hey, it's 20 years old. Like I'd, I'd be curious right. more than anything. Um, and yeah, and bourbon is, you know, one of those, those like a 20-year can go sort of either way for you mm-hmm. because it could just be this sort of like oak bomb smash in your face like tree up your nose or it can sort of be a really lovely sort of well-balanced mellow sort of and I really like this one I think I think I've had it um, on on an episode before um, and I seem to recall saying that I enjoyed it as well hopefully no one's gonna prove me wrong and be like actually the first time you said mm-hmm. you hated it no no <laughs> you did say now it. I bought a second <laughs> now yeah. okay good yeah, yeah I bought a second model of it so I kind of I'm like I gotta commit um but no I I enjoyed this one um and that's a um, Diageo product I, Diageo yeah. yeah so it was it was a it's part of their orphan barrel line they they had like a bit of controversy we might have talked about this they sort of uh diageo came out with a statement a little while ago saying that they wanted to be sort of the uh biggest craft whiskey sort of people out there um and people sort of got a little up in arms because as we've talked about on the show it's so controversial when you say the c word um, when it comes to whiskey, because people argue it doesn't matter how big your distillery is, you can still be making handmade stuff, craft stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
and Diageo just like no apologies comes out and says like we want to be the biggest craft whiskey producer um and then sort of carried on a little bit more to sort of defend that position and they wanted the orphan barrel stuff to sort of be um like the the cornerstone of that i guess and so um they found a bunch of old barrels sitting around in a bunch of old warehouses they said the word stitzel weller which is probably not the best idea because then it got people like up in arms again (laughs) about like and um and you know blended them up or you know uh, mingled them hey and um so now we have like a couple different uh ones to choose from i think like forged oak and old blowhard and there's a couple other ones i can't remember um but yeah as i blather on and on about the history of it that i've done before i really like this one it's not a jaggedy i sort of like jaggedy bourbons mm-hmm. a sort of like a little grizzly something maybe slightly disjointed and this isn't that i don't find it to be i just find it to be like a pretty easy sipper it's not controversial for me um i can i i enjoy it so you know there's always something to argue about in terms of like and i guess that's what sort of makes it fun i could sit here and defend my barter house love um for lots of different reasons but yeah i'm i'm enjoying it and that's really what matters well it, absolutely and and this is the nice thing about whiskey is we're not discussing politics where like people's lives hang in the balance we're like ah whiskey we could all be right and we could all be wrong and it doesn't right. really matter um it but it, it is always fun having the debates um yeah barter house i mean what they're doing with barter house and, and taking old barrels from other distilleries and and you know bottling them under a different brand in scotland this is kind of par for the course i mean this is it's generally done in scotland um where we're you know for for the longest time bottles have been taking barrels buying them um aging them and then and then bottling them and having the name of the still around the bottle so i mean i, I could see how the Aja was kind of uh taking it back probably because this this just isn't done in the states that's not in the states you do as much as possible to hide the name of the distillery you know i mean if you're heaven hill you don't have heaven hill in big letters on the bottle you have your brand names right uh buffalo trace um you know jim beam all, all the distilleries generally have the big names of the brand and then the distillery's kind of hidden in there somewhere for diageo i mean i think it was an interesting um you know i, I don't i might have been more of an honest mistake on their part just because they were newer to this market um i know that's you know they own um uh they own uh george dickold i had to sort of like look on this website about um the orphan barrel stuff and uh so that the issue was that they they said stitzel weller and uh, they did not clarify that it was just aged at stitzel weller it was not distilled at stitzel weller so barter house i was giving the hodge the benefit of the doubt i know but no they're still the corporate empire they're the they yeah yes. but uh okay hold on is i'm reading here on bourbon banter it's important to note that barter house and old blowhard were only stored at sitzel weller barter house was distilled at bernheim while old blowhard was distilled at old bernheim both whiskeys were then bottled at george dickles so Ah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that they. I don't know. I I like. I really deign to sort of. It's like marketing, right? You have to ask the right questions. Like they'll say, "Well, we never hid it from anybody," but nobody really ever asked the right questions. So, 
we sort of got away with it because we spun it a little bit. And I think that's the like tricky pieces. Like you can say, um, you know, like when they actually their press release, Diageo said Barterhouse whiskey stocks were discovered in old warehouses at the Stitzelweller facility in Louisville. That's not a lie. <laughs> They're not telling the whole truth. They're like omitting. Yeah. But again, like marketing, spin, all this stuff. Like then they, you know, when somebody finally says, well, this isn't Stitzelweller juice, they can say, well, we never said it was. Yeah. We said that the barrels were, right? So like it's, you know, it's this little song and dance that, you know, if people are asking the right questions, which I think they are, uh, the, you can eventually get to your, you can eventually get to like the piece that you want. You can eventually get a solid answer. But if you don't ask the right questions, then you know, no one's coming up to you and, and going to give you like, they want to give you the romance, right? They don't want to give you the the dirty stuff and, and that's unfortunate because it does seem like it's taken away from the whiskey i mean and you don't know we have no way of knowing the people that are buying the whiskey how many of them are like know about this background how many don't but right as, as far as like you know as you mentioned in, in whiskey forums they it, it's a big black eye in whiskey forums because they're like well you guys lied why would i pay money for a bottle when you guys lied and i think that's sometimes the right attitude if well, there's no right or wrong attitude in this, but it's 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 if you like the whiskey, you like the whiskey, right? Which is a lot of the times what this comes down to is you need to enjoy the whiskey and and the fact it is twenty year old whiskey and a, and you yeah. know even at the LCBO, a hundred bucks for uh, you know twenty year old bourbons, pretty you know it's it's a pretty, pretty good, good price. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was actually going to be way more. Oh, to yeah. be honest, like how many other twenty yeah. year old? I mean, I mean, I, I get that Pappy and. I think sell for more here, but like you, for for twenty year old whiskey, that's that's a pretty decent price. It's it's kind of on par with LCBO's pricing, I guess is a better way to putting it. So that that's great. Like I mean, and it's still yeah. it's been aged for twenty years. I mean, at least we we yeah. can be assured of that part. So I mean, this is where it like probably worked against Diageo, and they weren't they weren't being. I mean, that's that's just they were being false. They were lying. They they were just telling a story, and that's what they do. Um, and unfortunately, they're Diageo, so they get caught at it, of course. And so life I goes mean, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the last time. Again, it's like it's just figuring, like asking the right questions, and you know, it's like deconstructing a press release. It's like Barterhouse whiskey stocks were discovered in old warehouses at the Stitzelweller facility. Okay, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah, discovered. What does that mean? So, you know, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, like, actually, I really like the stuff, and uh, I'm, it doesn't, I'm not too emotional about it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel okay about drinking it. I don't feel like, you know, damn the man, Diageo. Oh, yeah, I, I, I have like, a love-hate relationship with Diageo, for sure. Like, I, I do, because yeah. I, I think they, they pull, and, and I always try to kind of put it into perspective, because I do think they do, they do pull stunts like this, Um but that doesn't mean it's bad whiskey. And also sometimes, and they also own some really great distilleries that make some really great whiskey. So, yeah. you know, they, there's no like, con, there's no like, they're not always doing wrong. They're just, you know, yeah. I mean, they, some yeah. of my favorite brands, uh, Lugavola and Talisker, they're, they're from Diageo. I mean, yeah. um, they own so many brands that I enjoy, which is, and they, they, I do feel they keep the quality up, up there um, uh, by comparison. So, you know, but they're also involved in things like this where they release press releases that are just trying to deceive people. 
you know, and maybe it's on purpose, right? Oh, it's they knew purpose. they, yeah, yeah, they, you yeah. know, like they're getting in the press more than they would have otherwise if they would have just like, you know, basically sent out a press release that was like, we did this and then we did that and then we did this and blah, blah, blah. Then no one's now with the controversy. People are up in arms. People are tweeting. Stizzle Weller is, you know, like on whiskey Twitter, like, you know, trending topic and people are arguing about it and they're going to see what it's all about themselves. And so like, eh, it's a win-win for them. I don't think they suffered for it at all. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's like maybe the nature of the beast. Like if they wanted to play it safe, they could have, Mm -hmm. but they probably knew they would get more press the other way. And I think you've made this point before, like they're very aware of, of what they're doing. Yeah, and they have a different, different, you know, different audience for everybody, right? So it's not, you know, we're not all, not everybody's looking at the same thing. I think whiskey causes a lot of tension in this, in the especially online and on Twitter, because it is both, um, it is both a like quote unquote connoisseurs' items. But it's an item that is, whiskey is a mm-hmm. item people purchase that they really enjoy and love and and think about and and want. And then it's also a luxury item. And by luxury item, we're saying, hey, brands matter, branding matters, you know, what it says in the bottle matters, the way the bottle looks matters. Um, And so, you know, when you come to luxury items, I mean, we have this in fashion all the time. I mean, everything in fashion pretty much costs the same, give or take. I get it. Suits are made in different materials. I get they cost more. But in, in generally speaking, you know, there's there's not that gigantic delta between how much it costs to like get the get get the materials and manufacture the materials but there's a giant delta in how much those different brands charge for their product whiskey is in that playing field um you know having a nice bottle and having a nice brand and a nice story does make that whiskey um in in that luxury sense does make it more valuable um and diageo is very good at playing that game um and very very good at at playing kind of like what what can we do to make the sound more expensive more rare um and as all the other distilleries do i mean in, in some form or another um and so that's it's okay because we have to understand that part of the whiskey consumer is going for the brand and going for mm-hmm. the branding and um and i for me i mean i i'm not oblivious to it i think you know if i'm pouring a bottle for friends i'm definitely considering if they're not whiskey drinkers i'm considering branding when i pour them a bottle because you know i'm not going to pour them something that doesn't look as good because I, I know what that I know what kind of atmosphere that's going to set you want to have you want to have a nice bottle and you want to have that good story and you want to pour them a nice drink and you want them to have that enjoyable experience um, so I mean I do that for for guests as well kind of except yeah. I don't you know go on about lost barrels and whatever else right right well and actually the the barter house uh, bottle is a beauty they're 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 the collection of the mm-hmm. the yeah. and barrel like they're they have done really really well on that branding like it's gorgeous um so yeah maybe we can find some more in kentucky maybe we should talk a little bit about kentucky because the countdown is on yeah i don't know what to talk about but <laughs> how much fun we're gonna have that no one else like well, we should talk about where we're going to be. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the. Yes, yeah, we should we should talk about a little bit about um, Kentucky, and if anyone that like is cool and wants to like say hi, can chat with us when we're there, because you know we obviously like to talk about whiskey, and um, it would be sort of cool to like meet people. Where are we going to be in Kentucky? We're going to be at the Bourbon and Bluegrass evening yeah that'll be on like a lot of fun that'll be on tuesday I like five yeah so 
that'll be good. My dad plays a banjo, so that's cool. So I'm, you know, super, super, uh, like, informed about the works of Flat and Scruggs. Yes. Do you know who that is? You don't no, know who that is. No, no clue who that okay. is. Yeah. All right. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> and then, Boggy um, Mountain Breakdown? Oh, Anything. No. I, I cannot <laughs> win. I, I've... I've <laughs> I watched the George Clooney movie that had bluegrass. Does that count for anything? Yes, it does. Actually. Okay, good. Because I, I listened to that album. I loved it. It's a fantastic I, soundtrack. It, that, yeah. that soundtrack was great. I, I remember I went through a whole phase. I listened to that. And I was like, maybe I should look at other bluegrass. I'm like, no, no, this is good. I'm, I'm good with the small intense. sampling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Wednesday, we're going to be at the All-Star Bourbon Sampler. Um, yeah, we are. At 7.30, which sounds great because it's All-Star Bourbon and samples. That sounds great. Um, I like all those words. Apparently, they'll be, don't forget to bring your special bottles of bourbon for uh, for autograph sessions and photography. Awesome. Hey. Um, that's and then cool. we're going to be doing a dinner with uh, Maker's Mark. I don't think that's a public. Event. I will be missing that. Oh. Boo hoo. No, you'll be there. Home. It's Wednesday night. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Then I'll be there. Okay. We're doing yeah, a couple of Maker's Mark. <laughs> right. Um, and then Thursday, and Jamie, you're heading off Thursday. Um, I and leave, boo. Then uh, Glenn and I will be at the Maker's Mark and um, dinner something or another. And I think we're heading home Friday. So there you go. I have a really important question about all of this, though. Uh-huh. Is the house that we're staying in haunted? Uh, well... It's for sure haunted, right? I mean, right? let's so. Oh I mean, do you buy into the uh, which which version of haunted houses do you buy into? Um, the one where there's ghosts in the house. Okay, but like, do you? Okay, but what, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so I mean, didn't I know talk- there was other versions for me to be afraid of, Mark. No, there's different kinds of ghosts, right? So there's there's the ghosts <laughs> that just kind of like playfully, occasionally like tap you on the shoulder and like move stuff around. Is that that's what, what you're worried about, or are you terrified about the ghost that's going to just like appear in front of you in like almost physical form and go ah and yell uh, at you? Like all of the above and the ghosts that like i don't know knock things off the counters and like attack you in your sleep and pull you under the bed and like no i'm afraid of all ghosts i don't care if they're friendly or not i don't want them in my house Um, so it's really important that we figure out pretty quickly if the house is haunted and then we'll have to figure something out well (laughs) well we'll be staying So I think the answer to this question is just yes. The answer to all those is yes. We're staying at a very historic guest house in uh, Key Road in Louisville. Oh, my God. Please don't tell people where we're staying because if people show up, they're going to start tapping on my way and be like, ha, ha, ha. I think it's going to be hilarious if she gets freaked out. Oh, that... And like this has happened to me before. I've gone to see scary movies with my <laughs> friends and they drop me off at home. And like I am legitimately afraid because I am – I have a really active imagination. So like I, I'm, yes, I'm afraid. And so I'll like, I was like, I went inside and like turned all the lights on and like sat in my room and they started tapping on my window. Well, I don't think you've ever seen anyone like jump up (laughs) and leave so fast. And then I slept in my roommate's uh, room for the next like four nights before she was like, okay, Jamie, you got to get, you got to get this under control. Like, this is not okay. (laughs) Like you need to like, you need to like get, get, Get it together. Well, Jamie, there, there's there's a couple of things that we, we got to keep in mind. Firstly, I don't believe in ghosts. So, well, so I'm going to be, so um, I am going to be super, super like rational about every single noise. Like literally, unless a ghost comes up to me and like 
looks, oh, stares at me in the face. Do I'm, not bring that forward. That <laughs> is very scary. And, nope. And, and secondly, it's going to be very, very hard, but I, I am, I'm 100% capable and will accomplish this. It'll be very hard not to be like tap on your door or window or think of that's elaborate That's so pranks. mean. But oh I would never God. do that. I would never do that to your roommate. Never, ever, ever, ever. So so at least, at least, at least you have so, that. So wait, you're telling me that because it's very clear to me that I will be the first one going to bed because that's my life. Yes. And you're telling me right now, you promise that when you and whoever else has gone out for the night comes home, you will not be tapping on my door just to freak me out. No, I, I 100% promise. I'm, I am, I have a very strict So then strict if there's a tap code. on my door, it's for sure a ghost and I'm going to come to get you and make sure that you fix the problem. Right, exactly. By me saying there's no ghost and that's it. And that'll be fine. So let's see if it'll, uh, it'll resolve itself. I need to find someone who indulges me a little bit more in this ghost thing. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I am actually, because literally the first thing I thought of when, when, when they were like, we're staying in a historic home. You may as well just change out the word historic and put in the word haunted. And that's, that's what I hear. It's like, we're staying in a historic home. Oh, it's for sure haunted. And I am for sure going to be haunted. And I'm not going to sleep for four days cool sounds like a great time well I, I have a feeling that glenn probably doesn't believe in ghosts but uh and matt jones is going to be staying with us as well uh matt jones from jim beam and a couple of his folks are going to be there so i have a feeling you'll find somebody no one's going to indulge me no i don't know maybe we'll see i hate not being indulged <laughs> oh it's going to be a fun week oh it'll be fun it'll be fun so jamie where can people find you on the twitter sphere on the Twitter at Bourbon Thing, as well as um, on Instagram, and also on Instagram at Bourbon Thing, and then you can get us on Twitter also at the Whiskey Topic now. Yes, um, and also there's a Facebook fan page for both and Facebook Whiskey Buzz and the Whiskey Topic. So please like it and comment on stuff. We like the interaction. Also, we need some star ratings on iTunes. I feel you know we've got a few. Um, would love a couple more. <laughs> so, so nice. I, you know what? So I'm, nice I'm the worst. That people I, like us. I was gonna say I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've yet to rate anybody. So I feel like such a hypocrite for. Oh, so you can't ask. You so can't no, ask. I'm, I'm gonna uh-huh. after the show. No, it's probably gonna be after the show tomorrow. I'm I am gonna star rate podcasts yeah, that right. I listen to. No, no, I will. I will. I, I that's what, I'm gonna make this promise before yeah, this podcast by goes Friday, up. latest. No, no, no. Next Monday, <laughs> before this podcast is up, I will I will rate uh, some of my favorite podcasts. Um, and we hope that we're one of yours. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Whiskey, whiskey, the